I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hope Podcast. We listen to an Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hope singer for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? Alright, alright. Bo Cephas here we go for and Oh, last week, buddy. I don't. I, I think that's perfect. I've, I've, it's been a long time since I had a math class. I'm pretty sure that's perfect. That makes me so happy and so horny for some more. And they say they say it's like it's best to have quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. And as you know, buddy, all Longhorn lives his love life by the same standard. Nothing but the most top. The most top-notch, <laughs> top-shelf women for me. Who are we kidding, buddy? You are a pretty man, and if you throw on wig and some lipstick, I'm coming for you, buddy. <laughs> now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil, doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness, look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up with those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know that drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always. Right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, code beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Yule Shoot Your Eye Out by Carbach Brewery in Houston, that's Houston with an H. Texas, good beer, three out of five stars. And as we march on to the real story of Christmas, 
The Yule Log is a tradition that has been sung about and shared for as long as, as Christmas has been invented. And as with all, and I do literally mean all, Christmas traditions, it was stolen from the pagans. The Yule Log burning goes back to before medieval times to the Nordic people. Yule was the name of their winter solstice festival, which again, before sweet blue-eyed, blonde-haired, almost Swiss-looking Jesus was born. I don't like any of this. That was the reason people gathered on December 25th around the world. And the Yule log was originally the entire tree, which the Nordics would chop off the biggest part of the stump and burn it first while leaving the rest of the tree to stand in the corner of the house. Hmm, sounds Mm -hmm. familiar. Until all of the tree was burned during the 12 days of Yule. Hmm, Again, sounds kind of familiar. And that longhorn is just another example of what we in Western civilization have stolen and made into several traditions, not only to honor a deity that, despite being depicted in this country as white, he was actually very Middle Eastern looking, like he could have been the guy telling me that my slurp is, no, 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 no it's not for simple. Not Definitely that guy. Definitely blue eyes. Definitely blue eyes, though. But it also perpetuates <laughs> the ridiculous retail sensation that was once a true celebration of family, <clears throat> togetherness and communal love but is now a sick fucking rat race of overpriced shit mm-hmm. given to spoiled ass fucking kids who will never know jesus wasn't really born on december 25th nor will they fucking care mm-hmm. as long as they get their goddamn presents god bless america well i would like for yule to take my log and put it in your mouth so you can never <laughs> disparage our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ like that ever again. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, boys and girls, we're the podcast. We're going to the good, the bad, the are you fucking kidding me? We're going to go over every, and I do mean every, win in the air tonight in the NFL. And of course, of course, we are going to continue to get you paid at a ridiculous goddamn pace on these free picks. But right now, we got to get paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by WifeBeGone.com. Do you want your wife gone? If the answer is yes, then WifeBeGone.com is for you. It doesn't matter what your reasons are. Maybe she's bitching too much. Maybe she's talking on the goddamn phone all the time to her stupid-ass friends or her annoying sister. Or maybe she's banging Bill from down the street. You know Bill, that handsome mustachioed man that's always mowing the lawn with his fucking shirt off. All the birds in the neighborhood are always watching him out of their windows and fantasizing about slamming up and down on his love stump. What do you do? You call our friends a wifey gone, that's what you fucking do. Wifey gone is a flat fee wife reading service that only has one rule. They don't ask why, and you don't ask how. So whether your spouse is playing a game of Womb Raider with your neighbor's vagina miner, or she's just getting on your fucking nerves, visit wifebegone.com and put an R code word glory hole and get 10% off your first wife exodus. That's wifebegone.com, code word glory hole for 10% off their services one more time. Wifebegone.com, code word glory hole. Holy shit, Longhorn, that wifebegone sounds like a hell of a product. <laughs> uh, maybe the perfect Christmas gift out there for some fellas that have just, you know, you got that fucking, uh, what they all call the old ball and chain is kind of instead of around your ankle, though, it's wrapped around your goddamn neck and it's choking the ever fucking life out of you, fellas. You ain't got to live like that. Call our boys over Wife Be Gone. 
Get that mm-hmm. bitch out of your fucking life and move the fuck on, baby. Yeah, if she's if she's like taking every Yule's log in the neighborhood and and just burning it at both burning it at both ends, double logging it, you just you can't deal with that. Just, I mean, this is this this is, take it from the Virgin Mary. That's the kind of wife you need. Not not those not those dirty whores. They're no good. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad. This is bad. Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? Alright, boys and girls, as always, we start off the good, and the good last week was fucking us, baby. Yeah. 4-0, like my boy said, in the NFL. <clears throat> 1-0 on the free picks that my boy Longhorn gave you last week. Uh, I gave you a future, if you remember, that's why it's not two picks. But, uh, my boy hit the sounder on Baltimore, fucking nailed it. Uh, we it. did cash... Our Navy under four and a half season wins that we gave out once again on the preseason contest. We finished 10 and three on the season over under win totals in college. Best bets. We gave every single one of them out for free on the preseason podcast. Boys and girls, you got to listen all the time to get all the good, baby. Sounds good. That sounds real good. All right, moving on to the bad. And we tell ourselves we always do. Well, the bad last week, despite us going 4-0, it was us in the Super Contest. Uh, I needed a 5-0 to stay alive in the three-week contest. I went 3-2. Shit the bet on that. Longhorn only needed a 4-1 after his 4-1 in week one. Mm. And he was dead by 3 p.m. because everybody shit the bet on him. I think it was dead by 2 yeah. 130. Nah, no, nah, we still have, we still had some chances. But we'll go over that in a second. But hopefully we yeah, can do we better will. than in the next set and actually get to the penultimate week of the contest so there at least is some fucking drama. Hope so. Hope so. Alright, moving on to the are you fucking kidding And this week, that award is gonna go to Dalvin fucking Cook. Huh! <laughs> We both Man, took many. Dug deep on this one. Dug deep. I did. We both took Minnesota in the contest. The game was 14-7 to Detroit. You already knew, if you knew anything about the season of football, we talked about it was going to be a shootout. That's fine. Minnesota was going to go score again and tie the game. First and goal on the three. And this fucking asshole literally takes a handoff runs in place behind the line like he's Fred fucking Flintstone, and then he fumbles the ball without even being touched. And then Detroit goes and scores a touchdown, and instead of 14-14 and game on, it's 21-7, and now you're playing catch-up in a shootout. You fucking idiots! Yeah, and it's... it's it, <laughs> I've never seen him do that before. I will never see him do that again. He usually just gets the ball, goes straight ahead like a freight train, and finds his way in. 
but that was just the kind of day that that was for for us in the super contest. That we'll go over some of the other bullshit with you know just the ridiculousness. But yeah, when you see shit like that, you kind of know that it might not be your day. And then, ugh, it sure as hell wasn't. Oh my fucking god! I lost my fucking mind <clears throat> when he did that shit. Fuck! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Stay f***ing calm! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby! Boys and girls, it's time for all those wins coming to the air tonight. Along with, we're gonna start up with those Minnesota Vikings, motherfuckers. <laughs> Consensus, four point home favorites over the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, this is this was an ugly game uh, to break down. I did, it was tough to find anything really in the numbers. I hope you got some better stuff in the numbers, but as far as situationally. Um, if if Minnesota, who, as you've talked about all year, like if that horseshoe up their ass is starting to come out this year, so like, you know, we all we always expect these teams, like when they have a lucky year, the next year it turns. And actually Minnesota is a perfect example because last year everything went against them. This year everything's been going for them. So if that regression is starting to turn, as we saw last week against Detroit, then you're getting value here on the Colts, and I would love to have that four. Um, I don't have a great feel for that. I don't. It doesn't make me feel good to say that and to take Indy, um, but majority of the tickets are coming in. 61% tickets coming in on Minnesota. 80% cash coming in on Indy. That's pointing to Indy. Um, it, I just no real feel, and I don't know about the numbers, but situationally if minnesota is going to start the regression now you're getting great value at that plus four for indy so i'm going to have a lean to indy here at plus four what do you got all right well the numbers are split on this one the power ranking our power rankings do have minnesota slightly the power rankings did go six and three overall last week they are i think 10 games over 500 now uh we restart the data after four weeks so since week five and on um, if you just bet every game by the power rankings, I'd be winning a little bit of money. Not much. Not much. Uh, you might be begging out. I, I, got, I got to remember the totals. But either way, uh, last couple weeks, though, 6 and 4, 6 and 3. So, pretty good couple weeks for the power rankings. Everything's starting to equal out through these last quarters. But now we've started a new quarter. So, everything kind of starts to shift again. So, you got to keep an eye on that. 
Any yard dogs, a four-pointer more. Uh, that trend has been red hot this year. It cooled off for a couple weeks, but last week that did go four and two. 61 and 37 now in the season. If you just bet dogs a four or more, you would be just fucking crushing it. So, mm-hmm. but again, it's all cyclical. It didn't happen like that every year. We gave you the trend last week. We kept, we kept tracking on teams that covered versus teams that not cover. This year, I'll go over that here on a, a, a couple of games where we're at on that this year. Now, Indy is the way dog after the bye. Now, after the bye is not a great spot to be. That's why Bill Belichick always requests from the NFL to play the teams after the bye because he's no dummy. He knows that's not their best spot. But the way dog is the best spot in the spot you in the four spots you could be. They're 38 and 31. So they do have that going for them. Now, Minnesota, uh, we got a trend on them. And weeks, or sorry, home favorite two to four, week eight and on, better than 50% winning percentage versus less than 50% winning percentage. That is a fade trend, 17 and 29. That trend's been pretty good to us. One, two, three, four, five. Five and three on the season, so that's right on where it should be hitting. But on the flip side of that, if you up it a little bit and go 70% winning percentage versus less than 50%, same uh, spread zone, you get 15 and nine uh, to the favorites there. Minnesota's actually already hit on this for us once, uh, but this trend is one and one on the year, so not as strong on that one. Now, a couple other things, though, that Minnesota does not have going for them. But Minnesota reminds me of, uh, it was Tennessee and Seattle last week that had several trends, well, many trends going against them, and Minnesota's kind of that way this week. So, another one, it's another good. fade trend. What, what was it? I said good. Oh. So, weeks 11 and on, two and a half, four-point favorite. Again, winning team versus a losing team. 26 and 44, but on the second set, which Minnesota is on, 70%, 3 and 7. And that trend is 3 and 0 for us on the year so far. Has not missed yet. And then another one, again, same sort of deal. Home favorite, 3 and a half, 4 and a half. Winning team versus losing team, 12 and 29. That team is, that trend is also 3 and 0 for us on the year. And then one last one here on Minnesota. Uh, from our previous trends, you've got uh, 2015, week 13 and on, same thing, home favorite 3 to 5, 44 to 67 overall. However, Minnesota's in the second set of that, winning team versus losing team, 4 and 11. So, so far on that trend, 1, 2, that's 2 and 2 through the last two weeks we've been tracking that. Minnesota did already actually beat that trend once. So, take it word it's worth. There's five teams on that trend this week that I'll mention. So if you look at overall the numbers, three of them are not going to cover, two of them will. So you got to take that for what it's worth with a grain of salt. Now, looking on to this week in particular, this is not noontime on Sunday Cousins. It's noontime on Saturday Cousins. So there was a couple different ways to look at this. If you look at... Uh, and I did look at this for the Saturday games because you have to take anything, all, all things into account. So rest less than six days, right? Which uh, 
Minnesota is going to have. And then Indy, again, uh, coming off the bye, so rest more than 10 days. 2012, week 10 and on, home favorite, 3-5. to five. So short rest versus long rest. This is surprising. This, this is where all these trends kind of come into play because they generally point you in the direction you would not think. So the favorite in that situation, 10-4 and four, ATS with a plus 9.18 ATS margin. So they are whipping that ass 11-3 straight up. And if you combine that all with the fact that it's against a losing team on the season, 7-3 ATS with a 7.35 ATS margin. So that's bad for Indy. And then the new research that uh, I was kind of talking to you about uh, last weekend, that doesn't look good for Indy as well. So for me, this is Minnesota or pass. I'm not jumping to play Minnesota. For me... Uh, Minnesota oh. passed. I'm not jumping, to, not jumping to play them, but there's no way I can back Indy in this situation, even with all those other trends going against Minnesota. Because to me, to me, the mm-hmm. fucking rest thing, I think, is the is the inside of all the insides of that. Because you have to play. If you're gonna play trends, they got to be specific, and they got to be specific to things that actually matter. Like if a team has a a really disparate home and away, which we'll get to one of those later, as far as, like, scoring the ball. Not so much on defense, that's kind of random. But scoring the football, because that's their system, that's what they do. Defense depends a lot more on opponents, because offense has the advantage over defense. If, if, if that's a factor, then that's fine. Turf, the grass, whatever, that could be a thing. But a, a, lot, of the, a lot of the other specific shit... Uh, time of day, unless it's Kirk Cousins, uh, really doesn't fucking matter. But inside of the rest of it, you can really find some good shit. And Minnesota is definitely one of the bigger trends this week. Well, I did not have a lean or a real good feel, I should say, on this game. But let's, if I do have a good feel for any of these games, and you come in here and you put down your mop and you fill up a chalkboard full of uh fucking equations like that then i'm gonna be have i'm gonna have no leans because you just fucking filled a chalkboard full of numbers and my head is spinning i am fucking out on this game completely yeah i'm with you all right we're gonna move on to those cleveland browns now this number is all over the goddamn place uh okay I see two and a halfs with minus juice. I three I see threes at flat money. Uh, mm. When I say my, I mean like one fifteen and up. I see threes at flat money. I see a minus one and a half at minus one thirty three. I don't know what the fuck that book's doing, but whatever. Um, if you look in the contest, I think they put it out at. Uh, let's see. I think it was two and a half. I'm looking, looking, looking. No, I'm yeah, sure two, two and a half. So, all things considered, I would say two and a half is juiced. One fifty. I'd say it's two point seven. Uh, two point seven consensus. Home favorite over the Baltimore Ravens. Home favorite over the Baltimore Ravens, and it doesn't matter if it's two and a half or three because hit that sounder. I am taking what? Oh, what? I'm sorry. Watson has played two games. 
has looked like dog shit. 1-1 because they had like 18 special teams and defensive touchdowns. No. I'm sorry. No. I will pay to uh, make Watson go win a game by himself when he when he has to. And Baltimore, since the Roquan uh, Smith trade about, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, that defense has changed. It took... It was one of those compounding uh, factors for Baltimore with that trade. They they brought in a, a linebacker, which a linebacker on a shitty team means nothing. A linebacker on a really good team means a lot. And then you take a linebacker like Roquan coming in and you push Patrick Queen to the, uh, to the weak side. And all of a sudden you took a Patrick Queen who was working his way out of Baltimore because he's a terrible inside linebacker in the middle. And all of a sudden, Patrick Queen's turned into a fucking beast. So right now, with Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, Baltimore's dealing with that that stack linebacker combo that like a San Francisco has. It has changed that defense. They are they are uh, they're really good on that side of the ball. Yeah, and I know Lamar's out, I get that, but Watson is not ready to play football right now. So yes, I'll pay to uh, have him go win a game uh, when he's shown he hasn't done it yet. So give me those points. Give me Baltimore to win, money line, all that shit. Uh, if they're at two and a half, tease them up to eight and a half. Do it all. Do it all. Do it all, baby. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, numbers are split on this one, but power rankings are to Baltimore. Now, Cleveland does hold a pretty good, pretty good uh, hold on our new spot, which is our line. Uh, Line drive algorithm, which has been doing pretty good for us all year. Uh, now, Cleveland is also a team no cover versus cover. Three and one they went last week. However, on the year, that makes them 33 and 36. So that was a trend that was like 65% last year. And now it's sub 500. So just goes to show you, boys and girls, these things are cyclical. They don't stay forever. If they did, everybody would fucking win and Vegas would lose. So you know they're not going to stay forever. This year, that trend is not done as well. We will continue to track it, though, because eventually that trend will come back around, and when it gets hot again, we will definitely tell you about it. Now, as far as the game, Cleveland, uh, they've got some negative shit going on for them. So week nine and on, home favorite 1-3 in division. Losing team versus team wins 6% of the time, 11-16. and 16. That trend is 2-1 and one for us so far on the year. And then they've got one right here that was a trend of the week earlier in the season. This trend is undefeated all time. Uh, Tennessee was a loser of this trend last week. So, 2015 and on, week 10 and on, home favorite 2-4 in division. Previous game, dog of 3-5 and five and lost straight up. Well, 0-10 now all time on that one. And So, uh, Baltimore would beat, Baltimore would lose that game? That's, that's what that trend said? No, no, no. No, no, no. Cle- Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, so that's in my favor. Yes, yes. Both of these are your both. Both of these are uh, fade trends. Fade trends. Sweet. So there's only been ten of these games since 2015, but we have two of them this week, and we're already two and zero on this trend uh, this year. So uh-huh. that's one of them. It's Cleveland, and then the last one was the last one I just gave on Minnesota, uh, which and this depends on the closing line. So if they don't close at three or better. They will not qualify for that, so keep that in mind. However, again, 2015 on, week 13 on, home favorites 3 and 5, 44 and 67 overall. 
Um, and since not since so that's 2000 and sorry that's yeah 2015 and then so but again that depends on the closing line value on that so just remember that they got to be three or more favorites to qualify for that but inside of that one last trend that I have that supports your uh, stance and the power ranking stance for Baltimore from 2012 and on week 15 and on both teams Six days or less rest, because again, this is another Saturday game and division. And the previous game was against was against the spread win, which that would be Baltimore. Previous game was a loss that would be for Cleveland. Five and two ATS seventy one point four percent with a plus eight point seven nine ATS margin. Six and one straight up. So. It all points to Baltimore on that as far as all of the trends go. And from a situational perspective, uh, I, the situation is 100% with Baltimore because they have to keep winning because Cincinnati's, you know, who knows when they're going to lose, if they're going to lose, or whatever. And Cleveland, the, the season's over for Cleveland. So the only thing that, the only caveat I have to that is, you know, Watson has to fucking come out and play well. At some point, or else, you know, there's there's going to start the boo birds going to start to come out. The city's going to start to turn on him. He knows that he's not stupid. I mean, he looks like he's stupid because his eye points, his left eye points like way left. But mm-hmm. overall, he's not dumb. He knows what the mm-hmm. fucking score is. And I don't know that Baltimore is going to have Huntley, you know, ready to go either. So I don't know what quarterback's going to start for Baltimore. He's in the he's in the concussion protocol. He practiced. He practiced. He limited. He limited practice to whatever the whatever the protocol can let him practice. He's got to clear it to start. If he doesn't start, Mm. I don't know who their fucking starting quarterback is. So I'll say I'll lean with you, but only if he plays. He's got to fucking play. Well, only if he plays will I go with it. But I do definitely lean with you if he plays. Yeah, I agree. You got to wait on that information. But I mean. He's fucking practicing. Usually, if they're practicing, even on a limited basis, as a quarterback, then they're usually going to play. All right, we're moving on to those Buffalo Bills. Let's go, Buffalo. And they are now consensus down to seven-point home favorites over those My Hammer Dolphins. What? They took the hook away? Took ah. the goddamn – not the contest. Oh, you still got to pay the hook in the contest. Okay. Well, I mean, that, that's uh, look. I lean Miami here unexpectedly. I know, but and th- this is another one. Don't necessarily make the bet yet. Just just like Baltimore, kind of wait for more information. But there, you know, there's going to be a snowstorm up there. Or at least that's what it could be. You know, obviously weather changes, and, and you know, we got that whole yeah, the ice caps are supposed to be fucking completely gone, and they're still going strong. So weather is. The weather outside is weather. (laughs) A lot of unexpected shit. But in this game, obviously, in a not necessarily snowstorm, because if it's a snowstorm, forget about it. It's fucking done. Take Buffalo. If it's just snow, though, and there's no, like, swirling winds, there's no fucking, like, issues with, uh, you know, like, just basically, basically just wind. Like, if there's no wind, just snow, oh, my God, the offenses have... A huge advantage. And yes, Buffalo will have a huge advantage also, if that's the case. But Buffalo does not have 
Hill, and Waddle. So, with that said, and you have a Miami team that's on their third game of a three-game road trip. The NFL fucked them over real good, but they lost the first two. So now you got a desperate team on the road for the third time in a row that needs to win. You've got a max effort division game. I wrote down that they're catching seven and a half. Obviously, they're catching seven now. I've got to lean to Miami. I hope there's snow on the ground, but I hope that the storm has passed and it's just a slippery surface and those Buffalo defenders have to try to figure out which way those two receivers are going. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, give me that. Give me that touchdown. All right. Well, like a lot of these games this week, there's a lot of stuff on both sides. Um, however, I do definitely lean against you here, but it's not strong. Um, so the numbers are split, but Miami does have the slot advantage in our power rankings with that number, of course. Even at the seven, it doesn't matter. It was strong enough to be graded as Miami. Uh, the new spot has Miami. Miami, four or greater dogs. They've got that going for them. Buffalo, another negative for Buffalo. This is a fade trend. I need to start announcing that, sorry. Uh, home teams coming off a one-score game. Which they had last week against the Jets. Go Jets, they wanted some money. Favored by seven or more against the division opponent. 20 and 35. 37% cover. We're already 1 0 on that this year. So it's been a good trend for us. But inside this game, a couple things. One, uh, the new research I'm doing, if this line stays where it's at, it's going to fall into a category that is a. Uh, looking back to the year, it's about a consensus 63% to the Bills. I haven't done the research all the way from last year. However, what I have done, it's even higher than that. Um, and if you look inside this particular matchup, so again, you said Miami third straight road game. They scored 17 points in their previous two games. Now, the last time they played a defense this good on the road, was week six versus the Jets. They also scored 17 points. Now, I think that's a big deal because San, or Sala for the Jets is from San Francisco. So there's no doubt that they took the scheme that they played against them when they played San Francisco, which is the first of the two games that they scored 17. And now, the, now when the Jets played, when the Jets played Miami, that was not Tua. But you got to remember, this head coach is a rookie. He doesn't have a curveball yet. He's got his system he believes in. Why wouldn't he? They've been scoring a shitload of points. So they ran the same system with the lesser quarterback. It didn't work out for him. But San Francisco obviously took what the Jets did, applied it, and then so did the Chargers. If you watch that game, so did the Chargers. And they only scored in the first matchup in the season – they only scored 21 points on the Bills at home. Now, at home, they're a much better scoring team. They only scored 21 Bills at home. In that game, Longhorn, Allen threw for 400 yards against them. The Bills outgained them 497 to 212. I still have no fucking idea how Miami won that game. 
It was only one turnover to nothing, so it wasn't like a bunch of turnovers. The Bills ran 90 plays to 39 mm-hmm. for Miami. And then Yeah, it was the it was the bend don't break. And then they had a much better defense at that time of the year than they do now. So yes, that does worry me. And then this trend from 2012 and on, week 15 and on, both teams six days rest or less. Again, this is on Saturday. It's the last game Saturday night. Home favorites, 7-9 division, 12-9 ATS. That's 57%, 16-5 straight up. Uh, that's, not a, that's not a super strong trend, but I did find that. Overall, I think the book is out on Miami. I think the book is out on how... You disrupt this pass. I mean, if you watch that game against the Chargers, there were so many balls that just dropped. And, it, and the receivers running up, to your point, it's not like you can stop Hill and Waddle from doing what they do. They do what they do. But they disrupt the timing. Of what, it's it's kind of like what the Patriots used to do with the Colts. They're the only teams that could beat the Colts because they fucking got up there and they knew if they just fucking disrupted that timing from Peyton. Yeah, just, yeah but remember, it's... And yeah, I know New England did it in the snow too, but like... I, you, and you and, to, and Tua has a noodle arm. Like he, if it's snowing, okay. and, and yeah, and there's, slippery. There, but there's zero. Like he's gonna have to be on, and they're gonna have to be, they're gonna have to be slippery to get past. what well, Buffalo's. I mean, their coach is super fucking. I mean, I know this kid from Miami. He seems like you know, kind of the real deal on the offensive side. But again, he doesn't have a curveball, and he's gotten fucking well, figured no, out now. So we we don't know that he hasn't showed it yet. I mean, you're. Yes, he may struggle for a long time, or he may have some curveballs here that that come out. I mean, it, it would be weird to me in this game. It would be weird if the rest of the season Miami looks as bad as they've looked the last two games after looking as good as they looked the first whatever it was games. Like, I mean, that it seems less likely that that happens than. He, he finds some sort of wrinkle that adjusts back to what the defenses are doing to him, and it opens it up a little bit, enough to cover seven in a division game anyways. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to get back to scoring 35 points uh, on the road against Buffalo, but enough to cover, yeah, I could see it happening. Yeah, I mean, offensively, they again, overall, they should be fine. Their defense is getting worse and worse by the week. So yeah, but but dumb dumb will throw it to you. He's he's having he, a big he, turnover year. He will do that, and he's not looked well throwing the football. So I will give you that. Exactly. And, and that last exactly. game against the Jets, they couldn't score the whole first. Well, now the Jets have a much better defense than Miami, right? But yes, of course, you know he was out there doing fucking cartwheels and fucking backwards flips and all that, like running the ball. I mean. He looked like John Elway on that one fucking touchdown run like three different fucking times just to get a first down. So I'm not yeah, saying that I hate look, your lean, but yeah. I'm leaning the other way because – and th- this week will go a long way to – because Buffalo does have a good defense. So if the book is out and, and they've got a good secondary and they can do – they can disrupt that passing game just that half a second. And that's all it takes with Tua. It's like it's all it took with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was a noodle on quarterback his whole life. So I'm not saying – can't be successful to be a new long quarterback. Right, yeah. Peyton's one of the best of all time. But if that book gets out on you and you can't make that adjustment, which of course Peyton was the fucking king of fucking adjustments, is why he fucking stayed great for so goddamn long, even though he couldn't fucking throw a football through a fucking paper paper mache fucking window. So, mm-hmm. but two is not that dude. 
Two. It's not going to be two. Two is a dummy. We know two is stupid. So it's going to have to be the coach. Yeah, and he's going to have to train Tua up. Can he do it on the fly? Can't, I don't know. I, 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 yeah. He's going to he's gonna have to prove it to me. To me, it's Bills or pass. That, that's the way I went. Yeah, for me, it's Miami or pass. But I, I, points taken. Points taken. All right, moving on. Those New Holland Saints. And they are consensus. Four-point home favorites over those Hotland of Falcons. All right, we're going to have to get these games rolling. There's a full slate. Uh, this one's pretty easy for me. you got a rookie quarterback on the – well, I say it's pretty easy, but looking at the ticket splits, it's it's uh, got me questioning it. Uh, rookie quarterback on the road, first start in the NFL. That's not a great spot. Not a great spot to be in. Could it be better? Uh, <laughs> um, the fact that Atlanta has built this um, offense – around a running game and specifically with a quarterback who can run and now it's a complete flip and switch to a quarterback who can use his legs a little bit but is more of a passer in the long run that's great in this first game that's bad uh to me it's an easy lean to new orleans new orleans is not eliminated yet in this shitty division uh i don't i don't get it it's easy lean to me to new orleans but when i look at the ticket splits and the cash, it's all Atlanta. 70% tickets, 94% cash. Everything's coming in on Atlanta. Maybe I'm missing something. That does kind of scare me, but uh, as of right now, recording Wednesday night, lean to New Orleans. Yeah, so numbers are split on this. Power rankings do have Atlanta, but again, like you just said, hold every quarterback, hold every system. So kind of throw that out the window. Atlanta is a four-point or four-point or more dog. They got that working for them. Both teams are coming off a bye. New Orleans home favorite. That's 48-48. Atlanta away dog. That's a good spot. 38-31 is the only good spot. Now, New Orleans has got several negative trends on it. One was the trend I gave out before. 0-10 all time. Uh, The same one Tennessee (coughs) lost on. Same one put on Cleveland. 2015. That's New Orleans. Fade New Orleans. Orleans. Home favorite 2-4 in division. Previous game, dog three to five straight up and lost. And then they also have uh, the other trends we mentioned before. It is sorry. Uh, well, I don't. Thir- week thirteen and on, home favorite three to five, and forty four and sixty seven on that. So they don't have that going for them. Uh, not a lot of big sample sizes for division teams, both coming off a bye, especially playing each other in this week. So I, I pulled up a lot of them. Most of them were just barely with corn flips, but every single one of them did favor the dog slightly for what that's mm-hmm. worth. But, but here's, the, here's my big caveat to me, and this, this is what makes the game. Rookie, first start on the road. So his first start, period, is on the road. 10 and 18, straight up since 2009. 12 and 15, ATS. So that's that's the big negative to me. That's for actually better than I would think. That's, that's actually that's, better than I would think. ATS is way better than I would think. Yeah, that's that kind of weird. Okay, so, yeah, I, you know what? I'm cooling on I'm no lean to New Orleans. That's... I was curious why everything was going against me, but that's a lot of that points to New Orleans. So let me uh, let me cool. I'm not necessarily leaning to Atlanta. 
But I'm gonna I'm gonna cool on New Orleans. No, zero zero chance I could play Atlanta. Zero point zero point zero <laughs> fucking chance I could play Atlanta. New Orleans probably not gonna make my super contest though. I will say that. I would say not. All right, moving on. Oh, it's the New York J E T S Jets Jets Jets. <laughs> Man, woo! How about those? How about those motherfucking Jets? All right, uh, it's off the board at a lot of places. Mike White. That's all. It's 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 all Mike White. I, I'm gonna yeah. say I'm gonna say consensus pickle. That's what I'm yeah, say. that's fine. That's fine. This is a pretty pretty short write up. I mean, you can't really do anything with this spot until you find out what's going on with Mike White. Um, Quentin Williams is also questionable. He's their uh, one of their one of their awesome defensive linemen, uh, one of many that they have over there on that defense. Um, you know, you can't bet this yet. You got to figure out what's going on with, with with some of these players. It it's unfortunate too because it's a fucking absolute smash spot for the Jets um, I hope the news comes in um, good for these players you've got you've got a weather system coming in on the Northeast like like I've already talked about with, with the other games um, you've got Detroit going outdoors golf outdoors I know he's beat you know I know he's going outdoors a couple times this year and surprised us um, but I'm going to go ahead and pay to see Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions go into this same stadium and go 2-0 in New York. I will definitely pay to see that as long as at least Mike White is playing. If Quentin Williams plays, that's just a big bonus. Uh, but if, if, if Mike White's in, I'm in. Go Jets. Uh, Detroit. Everybody knows I love Detroit, and, and they will get one more win and, and hit the over like I said they would. But, uh, yeah, this ain't the spot for them. All right, uh, the numbers are split on this one. The Jets are uh, favored by the power rankings. All right, here's my thing in this game, and it, it's the craziest shit I've ever seen. I went back and did some research uh, for some years. I'm, I didn't get all that I wanted, but I got a lot. They scored 32.1 points per game at home. They score 18.4 points per game on the road. <laughs> now, the average split in the NFL is less than two points. Really? So, this is the biggest gap. But, I mean, by the, I've never seen anything like this. It's fucking insane. Huh. Now, All right. so mo- most people, like I said, within two, either way. So, you could be, there, there's something that scored two points more on the road than they scored home or whatever. It, either way, two points. Yeah. Basically, you get a four-point delta is what you're looking at. So, looking at all that and then giving an average. So, they score 18.4 points per game on the road. So, let's give them up. Let's give them 18 at a minimum. Let's give them 21 at the max, right? So, 2012, week 15 and on, team that averaged between 18 to 21 points a game on the road with a losing record versus a winning team, 13 and 25 and 3. That's 34.2% ATS. But inside of that, three and thirty-eight straight up. Oh my ah! god! The Jets sixth in DVO and defense. The D- Detroit Lions have played two teams on the road better than them in defense. 
DVOA on the season. They played New England. At the time, New England was third. They scored Mm -hmm. several points. They played Dallas, who is now the number one DVOA defense. They scored six. That's six points. Those of you don't hablo espanol. Yeah. And Detroit's defense is 24th in DVOA. Speak English. They can't fucking stop a water league. Yeah, it's well, fucking Jets, what Jets, about the, Jets, What Jets. about Giants? Giants surely were better than them on defense. Better than who on defense? Detroit. No, no, no. I'm saying the teams are the teams that Detroit played on the road on oh. defense. Giants' defense sucks. Detroit. Okay. No, no, no. Well, not, not better than Detroit's defense. Oh, okay. Better than the Jets' defense. Oh, Jets are okay, six gotcha. in DVOA. Gotcha, gotcha. I gotcha. just threw that uh, in at the end that Jets, the Detroit's DVO defense sucks. So the Jets should, as long as Mike White's there, to your point, they should be able to score the ball just fine at home. And Detroit does well, not score the ball on the road. And they really don't score the fucking ball when you actually have a good fucking defense on the road. Well, it, overall, yes, I agree with you and, and love the Jets in the spot. But slow your row on the, the Detroit sucking on defense because if you split that into the last four weeks, five weeks, they're actually yeah. But look, in at, the you got to look at their schedule. You got to look at their schedule. Who they play? Yeah, you can always you can always do that. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like the Jets are a juggernaut on offense. So, like, um, yeah, overall, I agree. But that, I've, I've just never seen I've never seen a fucking disparity. On that, and that's the only reason why I brought the because again, most of the time, who gives a shit? It's two points either way. I don't, yeah. I don't fucking care. A, a lot of that's fucking random. Two points is two points. Who gives a? You're talking about you're talking about six or yeah, fourteen fucking points. Fourteen. Well, that's, Jared, that's for a whole season. And that's Jared Goff in uh, most of his career. Like this has been an issue that's followed him, who whether Detroit or not. Like this that. It's a Jared Goff mostly issue, um, and, it, and his best games on the road have been where in a fucking dome in Minnesota. Right, what did course. he do? Yeah, because it's a control. Yep. It, so the road doesn't again. The road doesn't matter. It's the fucking environment. Because I mean, they went. To, I can't remember. They went somewhere else on the road and scored quite a lot of points. It's against a shitty defense and a good fucking environment. This is gonna yeah. be snow against a good it's defense. It's gonna be nasty. Yeah, yeah. D- Detroit's fucked. They're more than fucked. yeah. They're they're gonna lose this game bad. All right, we're moving on to those Houston. That's Houston with an H. Texans. 14-point home dogs to those Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be a quick one because I forever hate Houston. I am done with them forever. They were one of my three losses in the Super Contest when I needed to go 4-1 or 5-0. I finally faded Houston after weeks of us being on them. And they turn right around and fuck us right in the ass and play their base, best game of the year. Uh, so, yeah, fuck them forever. Uh, of course the right side is Houston. Fucking course it is. But I'm not playing them. I'm not doing anything with Houston anymore. As a matter of fact, if I go down to Galveston ever again in my life, I'm finding a way around Houston. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll make it quick, too. So for 2012 and on, week 15 and on, away favorites of 13 or more, three and six ATS with a negative .872 margin. But if you combine that with the fact that their opponents have less than a 20% winning percentage, 0 and four, 0 and four, one and three, straight up, negative 22.5 margin, and every single one of those teams lost ATS the week before. 
So, of course, the Texans get win number two here. They beat the Chiefs. And uh, on top of that, boys and girls, found some stuff out earlier tonight that if you've got a Chiefs Super Bowl ticket, it's fucking dead. It's already fucking dead. Uh, no team except the miracle of Giants of 2009 in the last 20 years has won the Super Bowl with a negative turnover margin, which Kansas City is 27th league in that right now. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. They're dead. Your team's dead if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Go fuck yourself. You're not winning shit, and you're probably about to lose to the Texans. <laughs> All right. All right, move it on. Those Chicago Bears. Yeah, they still play football. They got uniforms and everything. Plus nine at home versus those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, of course they play football. This is the overreaction game of the week. Um, holy shit. Fi- Philly, look, Philly's an awesome team. They're fucking great. They're going to be the number one seed in the NFC and the team that's favored to go to two. Yeah, duh, I know. Yes, this is Chicago in December, and you're giving them almost 10 points. Uh, did you say it's down to nine? Did they lose the hook? Uh, yeah, down to nine and fading down to eight and a half. So if you want yeah. those bears, yeah. you better get There's them There's a reason, because... That is fucking ridiculous. This is crazy overreaction. Um, since Fields has been in there, they score. They can score the ball. And when a team can score the ball, you don't give them nine fucking points at home. And especially when it's, you know, temperature and conditions are going to make it difficult for the road team. Look, you know, th- this is this is, this is is setting up for the perfect game to where it's going to look like a blowout early. Uh, that's best case scenario for Philly. That's going to look like a blowout early and backdoor wide open for Chicago and a quarterback that's just going to keep slinging it, keep running, keep coming at you and score those points. And with nine points, the backdoor is wide open. And that's best case. Worst case is they come out sluggish in some shitty weather. Chicago's making the game of it. It's going back and forth. And those nine, po- nine points are golden. I love Chicago in this spot. Well, the numbers love them, too. They agree on the Bears there, kid. Now, the Bears are home dog after the bye, 18-18-1. So, again, after the bye, never a great spot. However, Chicago is one on, on one of our biggest trends we've given out all year. 2015, if a team turnover margin uh, minus their opposing team turnover margin is one or better, and the team they're playing has less than three losses, 185 and 140 or 183 and 145 ATS, but 118 and 219 straight up. So, would not suggest playing Chicago on the money line and any, any kind of round robin. But so far no. on the year, five and two, this trend is for us, which is right on the fucking percentage. So, love the Bears on that. And then I did find this little gem here since 2012 and on, home dog seven to ten. Less than 40% winning percentage versus a team that more than 70% winning percentage and the home dog has more than 12 days or more of rest. 3-0 ATS with a plus 9 ATS margin. 1-2 straight up though, however, like I said. But if you want to expand that since 1989, Longhorn. Since 1989. That situation, 11 one and one ATS with a plus nine 
ATS margin. You are simply selling high on Philly, buying low on Chicago, like you just said. So, it. I mean, that's it. it. It's it's either it's either it's either Chicago or or pass for sure. Yeah, I love it. Me too. All right, moving on. Those Carolina Panthers. I uh, will say consensus. Let's uh, get another twenty. Probably about two point eight at this point. Uh, home favorites over those Pittsburgh going to the Super Bowl. Not this year. Steelers. Yeah, if it's two and a half, tease up Pittsburgh. If it's plus three, just take Pittsburgh. Uh, I, yeah, I get that Pick is probably not going to play. I haven't actually heard the update, but it, he got slammed like a fucking rag doll. He's probably not going to play. Mitch sucks. I get that too. Doesn't matter. what I say last week? We like... Pittsburgh as underdogs. We don't like them as favorites. And it played out that way. It's not that simple, but it kind of is. This is a spot for Pittsburgh. Carolina, come on. I mean, they played the game of their life last week. They, they, they got a, a win on the road. Got all the flowers. Now it's time to come home and lay a fucking egg here. Um, it's going to be an ugly game. It's going to, you know, Darnold will throw an interception. <laughs> there will be a pass rush. TJ Watts going to be all over his ass. It's going to be a gross game, one of those first-to-ten win type games. Like I said, I love the tease-up. Uh, if it's at three, don't tease it. Just take Pittsburgh. Um, pretty much love Pittsburgh every which way here. What do you got? Well, the numbers love Carolina on this one. Yeah. Uh, but gross. Pittsburgh is a no-cover versus cover. But Pittsburgh does have the trend working against them since 2012 and – Team average turnover margin is 0, 213, and 250, which that was – we got one more team on that trend this week. We've had one, two, three, four, five teams on that trend so far. It's went four and one for us on fading the team that's on it. So not good news for the Steelers there. And since 2012, week 15 and on, home favorites two to four. Less than 40% winning percentage versus another team. Less than 40% winning percentage. 8 and 5 ATS, 61.5%. 10 and 3. Straight mm-hmm. up. Uh, bottom line okay. is, though, both these teams are bad football teams. So, mm. and Carolina, but Carolina sneakily has covered four straight games and they have max, max motivation. They control their own destiny to win this division. If they went oh. out, they win it. Now, what motivation does Pittsburgh have left? I guess you could say for Tomlin not to have a losing season, they got to win out for that to happen. That's not going to fucking happen if you look at their schedule. Now, it's not my favorite pick. Definitely of the numbers picked, for sure. I I really, really don't like Carolina in this situation for all the things that you said. Um, And again, all the new research I've been doing is not good for Carolina either, so... I'm not banging my head on the table for this, and I definitely don't want to show about it, but numbers are on Carolina. I will not go against them. I might not put Carolina in my Super Contest because I really don't care for it, but it's, I mean, you're on the wrong side of the coin. It's more than a coin flip, and you're on the wrong side of your own Pittsburgh, and the money is coming in on Carolina because this line has moved up now. Again, it's moving up to three. It's a three in the Super Contest, and it's... I don't think it gets any further than that, but who knows? We'll see. 
the tickets are coming in on Carolina for sure, but I'm showing cash 65% on Pittsburgh, um, and I just updated it. But like, I would never show bet this. So even if you offered a show bet, I would not take it on Pittsburgh. So, all right, moving on. Those my Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, they fucked us last week. Um, mm. Four point consensus home dogs. Those Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, and this is the big dick pick of the week. I'm gonna pop off a piece of my dick. Big floppy donkey dick. Is that your fucking dick? With my dick. Nice big cock. I'm gonna put my dick in. That's right, I am taking those Jacksonville Jaguars at home to beat and upset these Dallas Cowboys. I'm taking, hear me, listen, open your ears. The better quarterback at home catching points. That's right. I said it. Dallas is dealing with injuries on defense. Parsons has been making more headlines on Twitter than on the field lately. And Jacksonville, they still have a shot to win this division. So uh, two games ago, or I guess it would be three games ago now, they beat Baltimore at home. They got jumped by Detroit early. The fucking quarterback turned his ankle. I thought he was done for the year. He came back out, but the, but they were fucking done. Like like we like we talked about earlier. Once Detroit, and I can't believe we're saying this. Once Detroit Detroit jumps you, you're kind of done. Um, so that game was 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 done early, and then they go and they fucking beat Tennessee, and they fell behind against Tennessee, and just kept fighting and coming and coming coming. So this <laughs> Dak is not playing well. Like if you watch Dak. They've been flirting with a loss for at least two weeks. They they dicked around with Indy for three quarters. That game turned into a blowout when they scored like 33 points or something in the fourth quarter. That's not repeatable. That's not going to happen again probably the rest of Dak's career. Uh, and then last week, we saw what, what happened with Houston. They're flirting with a loss. They're playing with it. And it's going to come here this week. In Jacksonville, it's out of conference. It's not going to hurt them that much. They're, they won't. I mean, they're not catching Philly anyways. So what's the motivation here? Yeah, give me the points. Give me Jacksonville to win. Put them in your round robin. Let's go, Jags. All right. Well, it is a no call on our power rankings. This line is exactly where it should be. The numbers are obviously split on that. Now, New Spot does have the Jags, and you got the Jags of four or more points as a dog. You got that trend going for you for this season. You also have a trend for the Jags. That home dog after a win as a road dog, 180 and 144. And if you look at that trend for the season for us so far, since we've been tracking that, it's gone one, two, three, four, and two. So that's 66% for all you math majors out there. And then on top of that, since 2012, week 15 and on, less than 40% winning percentage. Home dog, 3-5, 12-6 ATS, again, 66%. 8-10 so not good for your round robin there. Plus 3.36 ATS, though, so it's pretty slim margin. Mouth. However, if you add on to that, that the team they're playing has a winning percentage of over 70%, which the Cows do, drops out of 2-2 two two ATS and 2-2 two two straight up, so a little better odds straight up, way worse fucking odds ATS. It's not really, and some people are going to say, you're going to hear people that aren't very sharp say, oh, this is, you know, 
buying high on the Jaguars, the selling on the Cowboys. No, it's really not. The marketplace is right. By that trend I just gave you, it's 2-2 two two ATS by our numbers. It's literally no delta. It's a stay away game for me. I don't have a good feel for it either way. So I'm going to pass. But uh, I feel like my buddy better jump on the Jaguars now. I don't think this... The line was five, like literally not even 12 hours ago. So it's down to four. So it's not going to go back up. Better I don't get it. Better get it. All right, moving on. Those Denver Broncos. Woo, we want us some money, baby. Three-point yeah. consensus home favorites over those Arizona. Oh, the midgetless Cardinals. Yeah, fuck this game. Too much injuries. Um, Arizona, obviously. Obviously, their quarterback is, is done for the year. But, um, you know, McCoy, eh, you kind of know what you get from him. But this is on the road at Denver. Tough defense. I think Denver's starting... Mark Rippon's son, so yeah, that's just too much of an unknown for me. I'm out on this game completely until you get more information. What do you got? All right, the numbers are split on this one. Uh, Denver is our selection by the power rankings, obviously, all the quarterbacks and everything notwithstanding. But if you say that they're our selection by the power rankings, you take both starters out. I'm going to call that a wash. All right, so Arizona's season is dead. They are very fucking dead. They. The midget's dead. But you know what? Denver's not quitting. Denver's show Very they're not badly qu- burned. Yeah. Denver's show that they're not quitting. That I mean, they're deep. They've, they've had every opportunity to fucking quit. They haven't done it yet. I don't see where they would start now. And on top of that, uh, I've got the, the new research has Denver big time. And then, boys and girls, this is the trend of the week. Nerd alert! Nerd! Nerd! You fucking nerd! With your nerd hair. Since 2012, week 15 and on, home favorites 2-4 and four with a less than 30% winning percentage. Playing a team with a less than 40% winning percentage. Longhorn, 5-0 and oh, ATS. 5-0 and oh, straight up with a plus 8.90 ATS margin. Now, the total... Two and three to the under, but the average total in this trend line is 43.7. The total in this game, let me look, I think is, yeah, seven points is the total for this game. So, pretty far off from, it was a joke if you didn't catch it. The <laughs> uh, total's 36 and a half, so I don't suggest playing the under. It only goes under by four and a half points. That will still put you over 36 and a half. But, yes, uh, give me Denver or give me death. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. Our Las Vegas Raiders. Consensus now. Oh, fuck. What are they consensus now? Uh, plus one? Hell, uh, yeah. I'm going to go plus one. It's more towards a pick but we'll say plus one at or hosting those New England Patriots. Yeah, and I'm glad you said plus one because you can now hit that sounder home dogs here getting the win. This is this just feels overreaction to a bad loss last week for Vegas. Um, it's a good bounce back spot for them. And New England coming off a nice road win um, against Arizona. But remember, that, that road win came with Ty, uh, Kyler Murray getting hurt very early. So, you know, this is this is definitely a possible letdown spot for them the coaching matchup obviously worries me <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't it you got bill belichick 
against his student for like the last decade or however long he was there. Uh, so clearly advantage Belichick there, but he's going to have the advantage no matter who he fucking coaches with against basically. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But I just think that Vegas, the Vegas offense is just going to be too much for the New England offense to keep up. Um, and, and, you know, New England, I, you know, I'm going to let you tell me what the numbers say, but, like, I don't have a great feel for New England. I think they, let me their, stand, their record in the standings right now is uh, they are 7-6, and six, and I swear to God, I don't know how. I really don't know how they are. And Vegas is 5-8. and eight, So, you know, look, um, I feel like Vegas is playing better football right now. They lost a game last week that they should have won probably easily that that's a ridiculous loss to, to give up two touchdowns like that but just feels like a bounce back spot i'm gonna take vegas what do you got talk me out of it i'm not sure if i can do that the numbers are split on this one this is a no call on our power rankings it's basically right on the number new england's just being carried by their defense uh, the new research has new england in a bad spot here Here's the breakdown of the game to me. Las Vegas scores 28 points per game at home. New England has the third best DVOA defense in the league, but they do give up three points per game more on the road than they do at home. That's not anything different. That's that's pretty normal. Like I said, about two points, whatever, on average. Las Vegas has played only one team that's comparable to New England's defense at home. That was Denver, and they scored 32 points on Denver's defense. Now, Mm. New England is. You ask how they're seven and six. Here's here's how they're seven and six. They're seven and zero oh when their opponent scores seventeen points or less. They're zero oh and six when they score eighteen points or more. And again, Las Vegas scores twenty eight points per game at home. And since two thousand twelve, week fifteen and on, if you're home with a line between zero and one, and your average margin is less than zero. So in other words, you giving up more points than you've scored on the season in week 15, mind you. So, in other words, you're not a good football team. 6-3 ATS plus 3.3 ATS margin and 6-3 and straight up. And if you add that to the fact that you're playing a team that does have a winning, uh, uh, more than 50% winning percentage, 3-1 ATS with a plus 8.50 ATS margin, I think Vegas blows their goddamn doors off. It's Las Vegas or nothing here for me. All right. I like that. All right, moving on. Oh, those Los Angeles Chargers. Super Chargers. <laughs> Three-point consensus home favorite of those Tennessee. Go fuck yourself, Titans. Yeah, those Titans can definitely go fuck themselves, but this is... The Danger Zone Game of the Week. Yeah, those Chargers are absolutely ready to go full retard here. This is what they do. This is just how they fucking roll. You always love the Chargers as... Um, dogs and you hate them as favorites it's like fucking clockwork they're fucking clockwork um, Tennessee wants to pound the rock 
Chargers suck against the uh, against the run on defense. So th- there's literally only one thing making me pause in this game, and it's that the Chargers are dealing, uh, or excuse me, that Tennessee is actually dealing with injuries, much like the Chargers do. So like, you know, if Tennessee had their their receiver, their rookie receiver that can stretch the field, if he was in there, they got a couple defensive defensive players that have been um, out. If it wasn't for that, this would just be a slam dunk, one of my biggest bets of the year. But the fact that they're dealing with injuries, um, kind of like the Chargers always are, that's, you know, give me a little bit of pause. But overall, oh my God, yes. I love Tennessee here. They've burned me badly twice in a row, actually, two weeks in a row in the Super Contest. They have burned me. Eventually, they're going to get a win again. And I think this is the spot for them. What do you got? Yep, the numbers agree with you on Tennessee. Uh, if you look at DBOA, Tennessee is the 20th best DVOA team. Chargers 26th. I've been saying it for some weeks. The Chargers are not a good football team. Uh, they had a good matchup last week, and they took advantage of it, so kudos to them. Uh, the Chargers 25th DVOA against the run, and we all know what Tennessee wants to do, even though they haven't been as successful at it as, as they have been in the past. They run their offense through that gigantic beast, fucking Derrick Henry, so... That is what they'll continue to do, and they should have much success, much success against the fucking Chargers doing it. And the Chargers are one of the five teams on this trend we've been giving out since 2015, week 13 and on. Home favorites 3 to 5, 44 to 67. And again, uh, they're one of five teams this week, so we expect three of those on that fade trend to lose, two to win. So again, take that for what it is worth. On top of that, 2012 and on, week 15 and on, away dogs with three straights, to my buddy's point, ATS losses. Which the Tennessee's on a bad streak. 23 and 14, or 23-19 and 1, 54.8%. But when you add in the fact that it's a winning team on that trim, 5 and 2, so 71.4%, with plus 507 ATS margin, 4 and 3 straight up. And the teaser, the kid, is 6-1, 85.7% on that team. Um, and you just got to think inside of that that what the Chargers have done best all season because they've been missing a lot of their weapons, and Herbert has just shown a little bit of a hesitancy of throwing the ball down the field. His average depth of target is down year over year uh, by quite a bit, actually. Uh, Austin Eckler is the number one DYAR running back in the NFL, and I think number four for effectiveness as far as catching the ball. You know Vrabel's a, a Belichick dude. You know he's that kind of student. He's that kind of coach. If, if, he, if, if he's learned anything from Belichick, which he has, how he keeps winning with fucking Tannehill and whatever else he's got, he's going to take their best option away. They're going to find a way to limit that fucking passing game to the running back and to Eckler. So if they do that and do it successfully enough, and Tannehill doesn't fucking shit down his shoes, I like Tennessee here. All right. All right, moving on. Those Tom Brady Buccaneers, three and a half point. Home dogs. Cincinnati. Woo, Joe Burrow Bengals. Yeah, I don't know how you lean any way but Cincinnati here. I really don't. You've got, I mean, I know... The GOAT for Tampa, I get it. But we got Baby GOAT on the other side, and he's got that Joe Cool factor going for him as well. Um, And and Burrow just doesn't lose. He doesn't lose ATS. He's like a machine ATS. 
Randy looks like he's ready to just retire and go find him another supermodel or something. But it's just the two teams going in opposite directions. Uh, I, the three and a half feels like a dangle. Feels like a uh, a tease from the books just to get you to take some Tampa Bay money. I'm not taking the bait. Give me Cincinnati. All right, numbers are split on this one. The power rankings do have Tampa Bay. The new spot has Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has, of course, the GOAT trend. It's, they're the only team that could have this trend. And that's Tom Brady as favorite less than two and a half or a dog, 41 and 19. Now he is, since we've been tracking it week eight, he's one and two on that in the season. So that trend might be fading to so take that forward. It's work. But they also have... Um, the trend of this one 2015 week 10 and on home dog 3 to 5 and a half uh, losing team versus winning team last game no cover on the road and 14 5 and 2 is that trend and we're 2 and 0 on that already this season so that one has been white fucking hot now Cincinnati is ascending 6 in DVOA uh, Tampa Bay is obviously descending down to 13th now in DVOA. Like you said, Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, they've covered six in a row. Joe Burrow is 17 and three in his last 20. ATS. Mm. God mm. damn. So, but since 2012, way favorites. Week 10 and on of two and four. The better than 60 percent winning percentage versus a losing team, less than 50 percent. Coming off a win versus coming off a loss. 5-14-1 ATS. That is 26.3%, but a negative 3.0 ATS margin. And the average line on that is 3.4. The average total is 46.1. The total on this one right now is 44. So it just goes to show you how Vegas kind of lines these markets up. Year over year, it's kind of always the same kind of gamut. And then on the top of that, the new research we're doing favorite to dog for Tampa Bay. Big, big, big fucking to Tampa Bay there. I'm going to lean against you here. I like I like Tampa Bay or pass. I don't love it. But if I'm going to bet it either way, I'm going to put the contest either way. I'm going to step in front of that train right here. I've, I've not been willing to do that against Cincinnati very often. Um, I lean to get you, you on, the, on the Cleveland pick. But you go ahead. Yeah, I, I like to go to, uh, to cover this number. All right. All right, moving on. Those Washington Redskins. Minus four and a half consensus over the New York football Giants. Yeah, and I'm going to let you tell me what the line value is. But to me, this this feels like line value versus situational, just uh, two different directions. It feels like a ridiculous overreaction to last week's uh, game with the Giants. And... I don't feel like there's any way they should be getting four and a half to a team that they were beating almost the entire game two weeks ago and ended up tying. Uh, Washington has no home field advantage. So it's so it, I'll let you tell me, but it feels like the numbers value is going to be to the Giants. But situationally, Washington has the advantage. It's a, they get Basically, they win this game and they're almost definitely in the playoffs. Um, they've they've sat and stewed for two weeks about that tie and also have basically prepared for this same New York team for three straight weeks. It, it, it's a it's a tug of war. 
I'm going to lean situationally because that's just what I do. They've been sitting at home. They're ready to beat the shit out of this, out of this Giants team and claim their playoff spot. Uh, but tell me what the numbers say because I feel like the value is going to be on the Giants. Well, the numbers are split on here. The power ranking do have, does have the Giants uh, picked. And if you, I mean, you, you had a great point there about the home field value. So if you look at Washington being minus two and a half in New York and now minus four and a half at home, you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. You flip home field. Yeah. Well, it kind of does because New York doesn't have a great home field advantage and Washington has no help, home field advantage. So that's it. The, the, the market actually is about where it should be, uh, with, but there is definitely value to the Giants as far as our power ranking. And the Giants are in the heavy, heavy spot on our new spot. 80% winning so far on the year for the Giants ATS in that spot. Now, Washington's offense is 27th in DVOA. You know, all the Heineken lovers are fucking retarded. Like, if you think the Heineken's been the difference, you're just you're stupid, and you should just quit football. Like, that's my advice to you. Now, the defense is ninth in DBOA. Last year, 27th. What's changed? They're the third best defense on third down. 33.13% is what they're giving up. Last year, they were second to last at 48.47%. That, combined with their turnover luck, has been the difference in the team as far as the winning record versus the losing record. Now, Washington, a couple of negative trends on them here. Since 2012, team uh, turnover average averages zero, so even on the season, 213 and 250. And they're on that same trend with uh, Pittsburgh. And then on top of that, they're also on, they're one of our five teams on the trend Week 2015 and on, or 2015, week 13 and on, home favorite three to five. They're 44 and 67. So again, we're expecting three of those teams to lose and two of them to cover. Again, take that for what it is worth. Um, and then Washington is the home favorite after a bye. That's 48 and 48. It's a straight up coin flip. Now from 2012 and on. Home field after a bye in division, 19 and 23, so 45.2%. So you take that coin flip, you sink it there by almost 5%. And if you take the previous matchup with a loss ATS, the same team in the season, weeks 10 and on, 3, 8, and 2 ATS. So now we're at 27.3 ATS. And it is 9 and 4, though, to the over. The average total is 43.7. This total is 40.5. I, I kind of really, even with the weather and everything, I kind of really love the over in this game, to be honest with you. It's, this total, I think the overreaction on this is the total being 40.5. That's where I think the overreaction has come on this one. Uh, now, on our new research, Washington is the heavy favorite on that one. Overall, I don't have a really good lean on this one. I would just say that the Redskins should not be laying 44.5 points to fucking air. Like, there's no fucking chance they should be laying 4.5 points to anybody. So, and then inside of all those trends, straight up, that would put the 3-8-2 ATS. So, bad spot for them. But, 9-3-1, straight up. So, I think the 1 is the key. I think we get our second tie. They tie again. And uh, no, the Giants no, cover. No, no, no? no. I, I like that. I, I like it. Yeah. Well, well, we can show better. 
For a tie? I don't think so. <laughs> Unless you want to give me like, uh, I don't know, 100 to 1? 100 to 1, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving on. It's the Monday Night Football. Ba -ba 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 -da -ba -da. Oh, it's those Green Bay Packers. Seven point home favorites against those Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have much on this game other than uh, Baker Baker, the step off the plane and get a backdoor win maker. I mean, <laughs> come on. Give me those seven points. Um, talk me off of it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot. It's a no call on the power rankings, so numbers are split on it. I'll say that I got one thing. Since 1989, both teams, more than seven days rest because Carolina obviously played last Thursday. Home favorite six and eight. Seven and four ATS plus five point one four seven four to the over. The average total is forty one point three. The total in this one is hovering around forty and it's plus four point seven three. So yeah, maybe the over and then seven and four straight up for Green Bay. I don't know. I don't have a real good lean. Uh, I'll say Green Bay wins and you know they historically they cover. There you go. All right, boys and girls, that was all the wins coming to the air tonight, baby. All right, long words today. Everybody's really waiting for it. It's time for those free SF picks of the week. Lay it on them, baby. Yep, it was the big dick pick of the week, and I'm going to roll with it here with the free pick. Jacksonville, plus four at home against Dallas. I think they get the win straight up, but take those points, of course. Of course. All right. Well, my favorite bet of the week, I have to confess, was Fresno minus one and a half. We gave that out to our clients last week, but they're minus three and a half now, so you lost the value there, so I'm not going to mm. put that out, but... Since I gave out a futures bet last week, I'm going to double up tonight. And we're going to go with Boise State minus 10.5 and, and the over 59. Now, UNT will be absolutely powerless to stop. Boise State on defense, they're like in the 100s when it comes to stopping the run. Boise State is going to score all they want and then son. On the flip side of that, UNT's coach just got fired, even though he's went to four straight bowl games now and then had them in the conference championship game but you know longhorn the standards are just way higher than that at the university of north texas yeah. but oh, yeah. they will be motivated here because their 29 year old quarterback is playing his last game and they will score the ball because that's what they do what? yeah they we need them to score 20 here to get the over that shouldn't be a problem in trash time they will not pull the 29-year-old because it's his last college game, probably his last game of organized football ever. So I got Boise State winning this one 41-23, to and we do the double-fisted money dance. A lot of people go to college for six years. <laughs> I know. They're called doctors. <laughs> exactly. All right, Longhorn, tell exactly. them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you Glory Hope Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hope Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next weekend. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website. 
on our podcast and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life and mostly visit as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people. Never pay a bookie again. Steven, tell us to get up, baby.